This is the broadcast voice of Marshall University. WMUL-FM, Huntington, West Virginia. And now, News Center 88 at 5, the area source for the most complete news coverage from across the campus of Marshall University and the Huntington Tri-State area. And now, the News Center 88 team. Good evening, everyone, for this Wednesday, June 1st, 2022. I'm David Atkins. Top story. A jury has awarded Johnny Depp more than $10 million in his libel lawsuit against ex-wife Amber Heard. It vindicates his stance that Heard fabricated claims that she was abused by Depp before and during their brief marriage. But the jury also found in favor of Heard, who said she was defamed by a lawyer for Depp who accused her of creating a detailed hoax that included roughing up their apartment to look worse for police. Jury members decided Heard should receive $2 million. Depp sued Heard for libel in Virginia over a 2018 op-ed she wrote describing herself as, quote, a public figure representing domestic abuse, unquote. A grand jury has charged the white 18-year-old accused of fatally shooting 10 black people at a Buffalo supermarket with domestic terrorism motivated by hate and 10 counts of first-degree murder. Peyton Gindron, who has been in custody since the May 14th shooting, is scheduled to be arraigned tomorrow in Erie County Court. Gindron had previously been charged with first-degree murder in the shooting, which also injured three people. He has pleaded not guilty. Prosecutors told a judge May 20th the grand jury had voted to indict Gindron, but was continuing its investigation. The reparations movement has hit a watershed moment with the release of an exhaustive report detailing California's role in perpetuating discrimination against African Americans. Today's report is a major step toward educating the public and settling the stage for an official government apology and case for financial reparations. The 500-page document lays out the harm suffered by descendants of enslaved people long after slavery was abolished in the 19th century. Governor Gavin Newsom signed legislation creating the two-year task force in 2020, making California the only state to move ahead with a study and plan. California is home to the fifth largest black population in the United States. The school district police chief, who served as on-site commander during last week's deadly shooting in Uvalde, Texas, says he's talking daily with investigators, contradicting claims from state law enforcement that he has stopped cooperating. Uvalde Consolidated Independent School District Police Chief Pete Arredondo told CNN in a brief interview today that he's speaking regularly with Texas Department of Public Safety investigators. Nineteen children and two teachers died in the attack at Robb Elementary School, the deadliest school shooting in nearly a decade. Also today, the district announced that students and staff would not be returning to the Robb Elementary campus. Plans are still being finalized on where students will attend classes in the fall. This spring, Minneapolis became the first large city in the United States to allow the Islamic call to prayer to be broadcast publicly on loudspeakers. 
So far, only one mosque is doing so, three times a day. But more of the city's two dozen mosques are getting ready to start their own broadcasts. They're setting up rooftop sound systems and readying meetings to consult with neighbors, hoping to avoid the kind of backlash that has occurred elsewhere. The transforming soundscape is a testament to the large and growing Muslim community in Minneapolis, home to big numbers of refugees from war-torn Somalia. Coming up, four weekend tire collection events are being held around West Virginia. That and more news from across the tri-state when New Center 88 returns right after this. Have a good day at work, honey. Remember, Billy has his first baseball game today. I'll be there. Wouldn't miss it for the world. Hey, Mike, watch out for vehicles today because we weren't able to close off all traffic for the stretch of road we're resurfacing today. Tis the season for roadway construction, and according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, on average, negligent drivers cause 115 fatal occupational injuries at road construction sites per year. So, when you come across the orange cones and flashing lights, remember to slow down. Let's make certain our construction workers get home safe, so Mike can catch Billy's first baseball game. Hey, Dad! You made it! You made it! You made it! Keep your eye on the ball. This safe driving message has been brought to you by your friends at WMUL-FM. Welcome back to New Center 88, voted best newscast in the state of West Virginia by the Associated Press. I'm David Atkins. And I'm Michaela Wheeler. The gunmen in two of the nation's most recent mass shootings legally bought the semi-automatic rifles they used in their massacres after they turned 18. That's prompting Congress and some governors and state lawmakers to revisit the question of whether to raise the minimum age for purchasing such high-powered weapons. Only six states require someone to be at least 21 years old to buy rifles and shotguns. Advocates argue that such a limit might have prevented the elementary school shooting in Uvalde, Texas that left 19 children and two teachers dead and the racially motivated supermarket attack in Buffalo, New York that killed 10. A West Virginia judge has ruled that jury selection will begin this week for a man accused of killing a Charleston police officer. The Associated Press reported that Kanawha Circuit Court Judge Jennifer Bailey said during a pretrial hearing yesterday that jury selection for Joshua Phillips will begin tomorrow. That's ahead of the trial scheduled to begin Monday. The judge declined to rule on a motion from defense attorneys to move the trial out of Kanawha County. Phillips is charged with fatally shooting 28-year-old officer Cassie Johnson in 2020 when she responded to a parking lot complaint. The West Virginia Turnpike saw more than 884,000 vehicles pass through its toll booths in the week leading up to Memorial Day. The West Virginia Department of Transportation says the total included heavier-than-expected traffic on Tuesday and Wednesday of last week. West Virginia Parkway's Authority Executive Director Jeff Miller says that could have been because travelers were trying to get out ahead of heavy rain forecasts for that Thursday. Miller says that Thursday and Friday remained, quote, big days, unquote. More than 268,000 vehicles used the turnpike. Miller said there were no significant delays for turnpike drivers over Memorial Day weekend. 
Four weekend tire collection events are being held around West Virginia in June. The Department of Environmental Protection says two events will be held June 4th at Lincoln County High School in Hamlin and at Leslie Equipment in the Webster County community of Cohen. There are other collections June 11th at the Kenton Meadows Warehouse in the Braxton community of Gassaway and on June 18th at Erickson Field in Parkersburg. The DEP says individuals can dispose of up to 10 tires per person. The tires must be off the rims and only car and light truck tires will be accepted. A Confederate statue that stood outside a western Kentucky courthouse for more than a century has been removed. The Associated Press reported the Soldiers Monument at the Davies County Courthouse was taken down yesterday morning and moved to the road department. That's according to the county's top official, Judge Executive Al Mattingly. He says it will be kept there while officials decide what to do with it. Officials voted to remove the statue in 2020, but a lawsuit over ownership delayed any action. A judge ruled last month that the statue belonged to the county. Coming up next, famed Civil War unit made of black soldiers has been rededicated. That and more news from around the nation when News Center 88 returns. Stay with us. Ever notice when you have a baby, everyone seems to give you advice? From your mother-in-law, to your own parents, to your friends. But when it comes to the important stuff, like immunizations and protecting my baby's health, I trust my baby's doctor. She really listens to my questions about shots, gives me great information, and she works with me to make sure my baby gets protected. And that's something even my mother-in-law can agree with. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Ah, uh, my darling, I love the tango. And I love you. More than the sunrise on a clear summer day. More than the colors of the rainbow. More than the, how do you say, American football. Do you love me more than the WMUL? Are you crazy, woman? I mean, alas, it is not so. For the WMUL is, how do you say, ah yes, too sexy. A memory is shot. My legs feel like lead. Every muscle in my body is screaming. So why does everyone think the problem is in my head? Chronic fatigue syndrome can be as isolating as it is debilitating. Visit www.cdc.gov CFS for the latest information on diagnosis and management. cdc.gov CFS. Get informed. Get diagnosed. Get help. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, CDC. Welcome back to News Center 88, voted best news program by the National Broadcasting Society. I'm David Atkins. And I'm Michaela Wheeler. Mourners gathered today at a Catholic church to say goodbye to Robb Elementary School teacher Irma Garcia and her husband Joe. Irma died in the shooting at the Uvalde, Texas grade school, and Joe died two years late, excuse me, two days later from a heart attack after visiting his wife's memorial. 19 children and two teachers were killed May 24th when the 18-year-old gunman burst into their classroom and started shooting. The litany of the visitations, funerals, and bur- burials excuse me, for his victims began Monday and will continue into mid-June. At Sacred Heart Catholic Church today, twin black hearses carrying the coffins of the Garcias arrived in a procession led by police and civilian motorcycle riders. 
Wisconsin Democratic Governor Tony Evers says that if he loses re-election in November, Republicans will take the, quote, breathtaking step to ban books, particularly those related to the LGBTQ community. Evers made his comments after a ceremony outside the state capitol kicking off the start of Pride Month. Evers was the first governor to ever raise a rainbow flag over the capitol in 2019. He says if a Republican is governor, he worries they will roll back progress for the LGBTQ community, including banning books and schools. He referenced efforts by some Republican lawmakers who are looking into books available at school libraries across the state. President Joe Biden is acknowledging the strain on families from nationwide shortages of infant formula. He's meeting manufacturers while his administration tries to address the situation by importing foreign supplies and using the Defense Production Act to spend domestic production. The White House says a third round of formula shipments from overseas will begin next week from producer Kindemill in Britain. Shipments from Bubs Australia will be delivered next week as well. Biden says, quote, there's nothing more stressful than feeling you can't get what your child needs, unquote. The president says that as a, quote, father and a grandfather, unquote, he understands how difficult the shortages have been for parents and their children. A Boston memorial to a famed Civil War unit made up of black soldiers has been rededicated at a ceremony filled with song and somber reflection. The Robert Gold Shaw and the Massachusetts 54th Regiment Memorial on the Boston Common is considered the nation's first honoring black soldiers. The 1897 memorial captures the stirring call to arms answered by black soldiers who served in the unit, which was popularized in the 1989 Oscar-winning movie, quote, Glory, unquote. Author and scholar Ibram X. Kendi, in his remarks today, said the memorial underscores how ending slavery was not just about one man, but many. A swift jump in Treasury yields is rattling Wall Street today, weighing on stock indexes at the start of another month in what's been a turbulent year. The S&P 500 was 0.3% lower in afternoon trading after an early morning gain quickly vanished. Stocks began their slide immediately after the release of several reports on the U.S. economy, including one showing manufacturing growth was stronger last month than expected. That bolstered investors' expectations for the Federal Reserve to continue rising interest rates aggressively to slow the economy in hopes of halting high inflation. Coming up next, an extension of a truce with the Pakistani Taliban. Your daily political update when New Center 88 returns right after this. can't make it. Luke. Luke. Ed, is that you? You must go to the Marshall system. There you shall seek out WMUL-FM and be trained in the ways of news, sports, and the widest variety of music in the tri-state. But how, Ben? Use the force, Luke. Let it guide you to 88.1 on the dial. And remember, WMUL's force will always be with you. The worldwide leader in Marshall University sports coverage. 
Welcome back to Raleigh, North Carolina, here high atop Carter Finley Stadium. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome inside Memorial Coliseum in Lexington, Kentucky. The Thundering Herd will be taking on the number 22 team in the country here in the fifth oldest stadium in college football, Nippert Stadium. Inside Value City Arena at Jerome Schottenstein Center. The Cutting Edge Sports Radio Network. Welcome back to New Center 88. I'm David Atkins. And I'm Michaela Wheeler. The Republican candidate for Michigan governor has lost his bid to get on the August 2nd primary ballot. It's the first key court decision since election officials found campaign petitions rife with fraudulent signatures. The ruling affects Perry Johnson, a wealthy businessman considered to have a leading candidate for the GOP nomination. But the decision could also apply to three other candidates, including former Detroit police chief James Craig. He's also been kept off the ballot. There seems to be no dispute that fraudulent signatures were turned in by paid circulators, though there's no evidence that the candidates were aware of the scam. Johnson says he would meet the 15,000 signature threshold if the State Elections Bureau would examine each petition line by line. Two exit polls by Danish broadcasters say that around two-thirds of voters in today's referendum backed abandoning Denmark's 30-year-old opt-out from the European Union's common defense policy. TV2 broadcaster said that 66.6% voted in favor of vending the opt-out, which would have limited practical effect for either Denmark or the EU, and 33.4% against. Public broadcasters DR had the figures at 69%, for and 30.9% against. The polls were published just after voting ended. The referendum was the latest example of European countries seeking closer defense links with allies in response to Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Slovenia's parliament has voted into office a new center-left government, replacing a right-wing one that had pushed the moderate European Union nation toward populism. Lawmakers voted 53 to 28 today for the cabinet of Robert Gulab, head of the Liberal Green Freedom Movement Party and former business executive who only recently entered politics. Gulab's Freedom Movement won April 24th elections in Slovenia, defeating the right-wing Prime Minister Janis Janša and his Slovenian Democratic Party. The new government is a combination of experienced politicians and experts, Gulab told Parliament earlier today. An international press watchdog says Iranian authorities arrested a local journalist at a ceremony for the victims of a catastrophic building collapse in the southwestern city of of Abaddon. The death toll from the disaster rose to 37 today. It has provoked a national outpouring of grief and outrage, adding to mounting political and economic crises facing the Islamic Republic. Talks to restore Tehran's tattered nuclear deal are deadlocked, and the Iranian currency tumbled in value today to its lowest level ever against the dollar. Iranian authorities have repeatedly dispersed demonstrations and disrupted internet access as traditional mourning ceremonies over the Metropole building collapse in Abaddon have turned into angry protests. Pakistan's government has sent a 50-member delegation of tribal elders to Kabul to negotiate an extension of a truce with the Pakistani Taliban. That's according to two Pakistani security officials. 
Talks between the two sides that led to past ceasefires have been mediated by the Taliban and Afghanistan. Pakistani Taliban, known as Tariq-e-Taliban, Pakistan, or TTP, are a separate group but allied with the Afghan Taliban. They have been behind numerous attacks in Pakistan over the past 14 years. Today's development comes after the latest ceasefire expired this week. However, none of the ceasefires have paved the way for a more permanent peace agreement. And coming up, Sequoia Ware will have a complete look at your Metro Huntington weather forecast. We'll have updates on the Russian-Ukraine war. Stay with us. Hi, I'm Mia Hamm. As a professional soccer player, I know how rewarding sports can be and how quickly injuries happen. So I've teamed up with the American Association of Orthodontists to ask athletes to play it safe. With my years of training, I know what it takes to become an expert, and orthodontists do too. They're the experts who help people obtain healthy, beautiful smiles. Wear mouth guards, face masks, and helmets to prevent injuries. Keep smiling and visit braces.org. The best news program in the nation as honored by the National Broadcasting Society. More than 130 live martial sporting events every year. One of the top college radio stations in the nation. 50 years of broadcasting excellence. 88.1 WMUL-FM. Welcome back to News Center 88. I'm Sequoia Ware, and now it's time for your Metro Huntington weather forecast. It's a partly cloudy 95 degrees outside of the WMUL studios today. It'll be warm tonight with lows going into the 60s. We'll likely experience a thunderstorm late tonight. Otherwise, it'll be a cloudy night. Looking towards the rest of the week, we see showers and storms scattered tomorrow throughout the day, with highs reaching around 80 degrees and lows around 60 degrees. It looks like the rain will clear up going into Friday with mostly sunny skies and highs in the 80s and lows in the 70s. Saturday and Sunday also look like they're going to be hot days as well with highs in the 80s and lows in the 70s, so step outside and enjoy the sunshine this weekend. Today in weather history, back in 1980, a man from Falmouth, Maine was struck by lightning restoring his eyesight. The man had been blind and partially deaf since a truck accident in 1971. Thank you to weatherforyou.com for that historical information and accuweather.com for our forecast reports. Currently outside the WMUL studios, it's a partly cloudy 95 degrees. That's your Metro Huntington weather forecast. For News Center 88, I'm Sequoia Ware. Thanks, Sequoia. Now on to Russia and Ukraine news. Western nations promised more and more advanced arms to bolster Ukraine's defense as its troops battled a grinding Russian offensive that was closing in on capturing a key city in the east. Germany said... Today, it will supply Ukraine with modern anti-aircraft missiles and radar systems. The U.S. will unveil a new weapons package later in the day that will include high-tech medium-range rocket systems. German Chancellor Olaf Scholz told lawmakers that the IRST-SLM missiles it will send are, quote, the most modern air defense system that Germany has, unquote. Western arms have been critical to Ukraine's success in stemming Russia's much larger and better-equipped military. The Pentagon says the Biden administration is sending Ukraine a small number of high-tech, medium-range rocket systems. 
The U.S. will send Ukraine four sophisticated medium-range rocket systems and ammunition to help stall Russian progress, but it will take at least three weeks to get the weapons and trained troops onto the battlefield. Colin Cowell, the Defense Undersecretary for Policy, said the U.S. has received assurances that Ukraine will use the rockets to defend its country and not launch them into Russia. The under, that underscores U.S. concerns about provoking a wider war with Russia while still providing Ukraine the weapons it has desperately requested. But a Kremlin spokesman said today that the U.S. is, quote, deliberately and delinquently, my apologies, diligently pouring fuel onto the fire, unquote. Poland's prime minister says his country is improving its transport infrastructure to help increase the export of grain and other key products from its neighboring Ukraine that has been severely restricted by Russia's invasion. He spoke in the Ukrainian town of Borodyanka near Kiev that was heavily damaged by Russian shelling. He was there to inaugurate container houses provided by Poland for people left homeless by the fighting. Later, the Polish prime minister traveled to Kiev for talks with Ukraine government members. Coming up next, that's not a snack, that's a snake. Stay tuned. I was leaving an exercise class. All of a sudden, the pain started. My entire chest. Shortness of breath. Very fatigued. Nauseated. Thought that it was nothing much, maybe just stress. You're having a heart attack. I'm healthy, I'm young. There's no way it could be my heart, no way. Heart disease doesn't discriminate. Listen to your body, go get checked. Heart disease is the number one killer in women, and this is something that we can fight. Visit GoRedForWomen.org to learn a woman's risk for heart disease. Are you tired of missing your favorite WMUL programming? No worries. Check out WMUL's online archive at marshall.edu slash WMUL. Every episode of our news and sports programming, every story from the New Center 88 and FM 88 sports teams, and much more. Marshall.edu slash WMUL. More than 100 million wild animals are killed each year illegally. Poaching is a major threat to our country's wildlife. I'm Tom Barry. I'm an actor with a desire to preserve living space for wildlife. The Humane Society Wildlife Land Trust does just that. Works with private landowners to protect wildlife to preserve natural habitats. To learn more or to work with the Humane Society Wildlife Land Trust, call 800-729-SAVE. That's 800-729-SAVE or visit wildlifelandtrust.org. Thank you. Does searching for good music on the radio feel like a wild goose chase? Hey, goose! Hey, come back here! Don't you get away from me! Aha! Gotcha! Ow! Well, your chase is over. Because throughout the week, WMUL plays many genres of music. From hip-hop to jazz to many flavors of alternative, WMUL has just what you're looking for. So don't be like this guy. Stop it, goose! Tune in to 88.1 WMUL, the cutting edge. And finally today on New Center 88... The fries were up, but no one at a Sonic fast food kitchen in Brunswick, Georgia, was up to the task of pulling them from the hot oil. That's because of what the workers saw behind the fryer. A snake. 
The workers fled after the reptile was found and didn't return until it was gone. Workers described the snake as brown with diamonds on its back. Police Lieutenant Matthew Wilson identified it as a large ball python, a non-venomous critter. He tells the Associated Press he removed it and found it a home with a friend who is both fond of snakes and has a large terrarium. Had you are filled with those telephone helplines that send you on what seems to be an endless journey of press 1 or please hit the star button, you might want to move to Spain. The Madrid government wants to disconnect citizens from systems that affects customers more than help them. Par- Parliament is considering a bill requiring companies to have flesh and blood workers reps whenever a customer asks for one. It's one of a series of measures proposed by Spain's left-wing coalition government. One agency head says the law is needed because, quote, far too many companies create bureaucratic labyrinths, unquote, to stop people from getting the service they need. It took more than three centuries, but the scales of justice have finally tipped in the right direction. Now that a woman convicted and put to death for having been a witch has gotten her name cleared. Lawmakers in Massachusetts have formally exonerated Elizabeth Johnson Jr. 329 years after she was convicted of being a witch and sentenced to death during the Salem witch trials. Johnson was never executed, nor was she pardoned like others wrongly accused of witchcraft. And that does it for this summer edition of New Center 88. Be sure to tune in tomorrow at 5 for the most complete news from Marshall University and the tri-state area. And remember to check us out on the World Wide Web at marshall.edu slash WMUL. For Michaela Wheeler, Sequoia Ware, St. Townsend, and the entire News Center 8018, I'm David Atkins, and your thought of the day is, things start out as hopes and end up as habits. Lillian Hellman.